We tried to go live, uh, technical difficulties, that's completely my bad. However, we're still going to have a cracking interview, we're still talking to Mars. Uh, you're not from France, you're no, from I'm Derby. From <laughs> it's a bit, it's um, a bit of a step down. Oh yeah, definitely. Mind you, I've heard the French people are horrible, so not that bad. Um, we'll start there. Mar- why, why the name? Why Mars? Uh, it's named after the football club, really, because uh, I had a tracky top. The Marseille team, yeah, and I was in my last band, and then I got kicked out. I was right, like, okay. It's <laughs> like, what am I going to do now? I still have this yeah. mega Marseille top, so I started another band, which was called Marseille. Why, why did you get kicked out of your last band? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I, I was, I was so Marnie. It was all my fault. <laughs> right, okay. I was always okay. mad at the lads. Fair I've changed enough. my ways. I've changed my ways now. Course, I know what course. I did wrong. So you're from Marseille, you're a, you're a free piece. Just uh, tell us a little bit about the band, where you started, how it's going. Just give us a little brief overview. Uh, well, as you heard, last band split up. So I was planning on doing solo stuff. And then I met our drummer at my first ever open mic, and I wasn't even going to do it. And then he wasn't even going to do it, but he just happened to be there. Right, and okay. he, he heard my stuff and said, oh, your songs are min. Do you mind if I produce them and play drums on it? And I said, yeah, go on. Right, and okay. after a few sessions, I was like, you know what? You might as well start a band because I don't really want to be on my own. And then I bought mm-hmm. Joe, who's my best mate, on guitar. And it's all gone from there. So we've also got Ellie, who's joined recently, our new bass player. So we're a four-piece now. Oh, four-piece, my bad. Um, very nice. So, so, when did this all start coming together? Was it uh, during lockdown, after lockdown? Uh, I think we actually formed in like August 2020, so that is lockdown, just towards right, the okay. end, I guess. But me and Sam met before lockdown, obviously, with yeah, the yeah. open mic, and we just stayed in touch. And he invited me around for a few sessions in his garage and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's how it all starts, mate. That's how it all starts. And obviously, you've recently released your new single, State of Mind. Um, I had a note written down that uh, it's the best song you've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> tell tell us awesome. more about that. <laughs> it's because I feel like it was just because it was a gift from God that song was. I don't, I don't believe him, but if, if he was there, he could definitely give me that. Uh, why, why, why is that? Because I went to a guitar store and just picked up the first guitar I saw that caught my eye. And I was like, okay. That's a really nice guitar, I'm going to play it. And then straight away, that riff just got played out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Never played it before. And I was like, bloody hell, did I just come out with that? <laughs> and I was like, so shocked with myself. And I was like, I'm going to write a song about this. And then obviously the band breakup happened like a week later. Mm. My last one. And I wrote all the lyrics about that. Just all flowed so naturally. It felt like it was a moment of magic. Fair enough. Weirdly, when we came to record it, we were absolutely awful at playing it live. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, we went to record it. We did it in one take. And it was mm. just magic. And we we're probably one of the best songs we play live now. Very nice, very nice. I, I said to you um, yesterday, it's a bit Stone Roses-esque. Um, I think you said that's basically what you were going for. But have you got any, uh, What what's like the band's main influence? Would it be like Stone Roses, Britpop, 90s, you know, it's- sort of thing? It's a weird one because uh, Sam, our drummer, is a metalhead. 
Right. So okay. we tried to convert him into our stuff, which is Stone Roses, Oasis, yeah, all, yeah. all things nineties. And um, so we sort of met in the middle. Sam likes the Beatles and stuff, and all the stuff that influences the stuff from the nineties. So we took the influences that they've all got and just sort of did the same as what they did. Just right, try and make okay. it our own a bit. There is definitely the Oasis influence still, mm. which I sneak in and oh, Stone yeah, Roses, course, yeah. obviously. But yeah, that's basically the main influences are all the stuff from that influenced all the stuff from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. As, as your drummer found it um difficult going to like the indie rock side of things for drumming as well. I think with him Indy was his guilty pleasure anyway. Right, okay. So, so, he so might... he's a metalhead, but, you know, he loves a bit of catfish in a bottom and on the weekend. Oh, no, so. no, not, <laughs> not, not quite catfish. I think he likes um, some of... It's like Ash and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a soft spot for... I've, I went to go see Ash with him recently, actually. But he, he liked, he's always liked Indy. He just said it just reminds me of 40-year-old women singing it right and he said <laughs> okay. that's the reason why he wasn't really massive on it until yeah he joined Marseille. yeah because my uh little brother is recently formed a band and his drummer massively into his heavy stuff you know his metallica his led zeppelin yeah. stuff like that and when for college they had to do a project where they had to basically do a, an indie ep inspired by oasis sounds incredibly cringe and i can't imagine the pain he's going through but his drummer found it really difficult making that step from heavy drumming to like the uh, traditional indie, you know, tapping on the hi hat sort of thing. Yeah, so, I think he does still struggle to an extent, but it's, like you say, it makes it gives it its own sound. If you've got a different style of drumming, it doesn't mean you yeah, sound yeah. like everyone else. Well, I mean, some of the best indie bands have got unique drummers. I think mean, like some Matt Helders and Arctic Monkeys, yeah. for example, just awesome. you know, changes the game, doesn't he? Uh, you are actually supporting one of the, I don't know if they're the biggest, one of the most talked about indie bands you could say due to some antics they got up to a few years ago, the yeah. Sherlock's. <laughs> How did that all come about? Oh, it's, it's because they were doing that grassroots tour, yeah, like, yeah. Up, supporting all the graf- to, grassroots venues and stuff and doing intimate shows. Yeah. And they were saying, okay, drop your suggestions for support acts in each place. And I saw Darby was on the list. Right, and I was like, "Oh wow!" I didn't really think anything of it. But yeah. Since we burst onto the scene with quite quickly, a lot of people we were talking about us in Derby. Yeah. And about I think all almost about seventy percent of the comments for Derby were all us. Right. Like, okay. I've seen you suggested a lot. Like the guitarist mm. of Sherlock's got in touch and said, "I've seen you suggested a lot. Would you be interested in supporting at the venue?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Right, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's all happened from that so yeah that's coming up in a week week tomorrow yeah, next Thursday isn't it yeah well um another one of our hosts uh other Dan he's his band Johnny Ash supported Sherlock's last week oh, to be cool. fair um said it was very good very good experience um they're incredible live to be fair <laughs> not to uh, blow smoke up his ass <laughs> so I mean Will that be like a different experience for you uh, playing in Derby? Well, obviously playing Derby before, but playing to like, I suppose it'll be quite an intimate, quite a raunchy crowd for the Sherlock's. Yeah, I suppose so. We've supported um, bands at Rough Trade and stuff before, and I mm. guess that's quite a good crowd. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to get out to a young crowd 
Yeah. Because obviously, if you bring him back stuff from the 90s, you're going to attract people who are older, which I don't have a problem with. But it sort of might kill your image to people who do actually decide what gets yeah. big. So yeah, I'm yeah. glad we got the opportunity to support the Sherlocks because they've got a fairly young crowd, like 20s and mm, Definitely, stuff. yeah. Yeah. One thing that I don't hear a lot about, uh, Derby, the Derby music scene. I can't lie to you. It's not, it's not <laughs> one of them like you and yeah, you don't hear a lot about it. It's not when you're just going down to where or something. It's like we're playing Derby. Yeah. It's never a venue. What's it like for you? You know, as an upcoming band, there is it difficult getting out there? Do, as what, what's the crowds like? It is a hundred percent really difficult because Derby yeah. is not even known for like indie music at all. Mm. If anything, it's known for grime. And right, that's not okay. good at all. I, I can't stand <laughs> this stuff. But um, I feel bad for even other bands, including us, because no one's made it. So yeah. if you look at Manchester and there's a band coming out of Manchester, it's like, oh, yeah, so many greats have come out of Manchester, like Oasis, mm. Stone Roses, Charlatans yeah. and stuff like that. If you look at Derby, there's nobody. So you've got nothing to go off. So it is very difficult. Yeah, hopefully we're the first of many. Yeah, it's one there of are them, definitely some good bands in Derby, but just, mm. unfortunately, most of them won't make it out. Right, okay. Is there any reason why? Is it just the crowd? It's just a difficult place to grow? I think, I, I love Derby as a city and stuff, but unfortunately, it's a bit of a ghost town. Right, um, okay. It was a Friday night in Derby, and you will not see anyone. And right. we played a gig on a Wednesday night in Nottingham, and it was packed. Like, you could not mm. walk in the streets. But... I think that's just the only thing that lets Derby down is just the fact there's not even a proper gig venue. Like, if you look at every other city, there's like Nottingham's got loads, like Rough Trade, the Bodega, a few rooms, Rock City, and the Assembly Rooms, which was our main gig venue, blew, like burned down like about seven years yeah, ago and right, still not being rebuilt. So, there's only the venue left, which is why I was really surprised when the Shells were playing there. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds quite a tough place to make music obviously i'm in there uh, in hull and it's one of the most i don't know what the word the largest growing <clears throat> music scene you could say it's got the burner arena and it seems like everyone's coming here obviously we've got dmas on friday yeah um stuff like that um last week i was at one just at a local bar called dive and it was packed only 70 capacity but it was absolutely packed on a on a Thursday night and stuff like that. I feel like Hull's really got the energy for it because obviously when you think Hull, who do you think of? Not many bands, obviously the House Martins. Um, yeah. Spiders from Mars, obviously played with David Bowie, but other than that, there's not much coming out. And it's a shame because I feel like we've been given this opportunity for all these venues, but they're not been utilised. Whereas, like you said in Derby, you would, be chomping at the bit to be able to play, whereas not many yeah. people seem interested. Yes, that's the unfortunate truth. Um, we, the band, I've talked a lot of times about relocating, but it's not it's not where we come from, is it? So no, no. you've got to embrace where you're from. It's not as easy as that either, is it? <laughs> like you just no, you can't pick just say, All right, stuff. bye, yeah. I'm going Manchester, or yeah. something like that. All I will say about Manchester, though, is like, Bands do get that leg up because it's like, oh, all the greats come from Manchester. However, the when I went to uni there and I thought there'd be a massive scene for like upcoming bands. And to yeah. be honest, it's not 
like that. Or I think Leeds is probably better for that. I feel like Manchester will get involved when you're getting big. Yeah. Best example of that would be the Lathams, who have obviously oh, yeah. recently got massive. But, you know, before you get to like that stage, I feel like no one really pays attention in Manchester because there's so many people doing it. I think one thing I can say about Manchester is the fact that if you play like pubs and bars and whatever, if people see you, they will get behind you. Yeah. If yeah. if you're in Derby, it's quite rare. People are just there for a drink and purely a laugh. They mm-hmm. won't get behind you. They'll say, oh, your band's great and stuff. And say, oh, I'd like to give us a follow and stuff. And say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. And they yeah. don't do it. But I feel like if you're in Manchester, uh, you would be flying a bit more. Like There's a great band called Pastel at the minute, if you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they could go far because they're like proper Manchester roots in mm. like indie. So yeah, they're, they're brilliant. Yeah, it's a bit of a cutthroat industry to be honest. Because with technology how it is nowadays, everyone can be in a band. Everyone can make music. The difference is some people can't play live very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, seen a lot of bad live bands. Yeah. But what what what's been your experience of playing live? I've always enjoyed playing live. Um, we did like a, loads of gigs around Derby recently, mm. and sometimes in other places like Sheffield and all that. But a lot of people come to us and say we sound way better live than what we do on the records, which probably is the unfortunate truth. Yeah, we yeah. probably need to work on it. But when we play live, what I can say is like it's a proper wall of sound, which we don't mm. quite get on the records. Yeah, I think yeah. we need to get that right and also when we recorded that stuff mm. i was literally just starting out singing really yeah so i wasn't the best i'm not i wasn't at peak performance then and I'm way better now because we recorded half that stuff actually in august when we first formed right okay it can so, be um oh sorry carry on yeah a lot of people have said that i sound better live but that's not the case it's just the fact that i've gotten better yeah yeah it can be sometimes difficult to portray the energy uh what you get live into a recording as well because obviously when you're in a studio with just like the same two or three people you've been with all day you're not really going to have the same energy as when you've got 50 people in a room all fucking having a booze up yeah you know what i mean something that um, plays a part is adrenaline as well isn't it yeah yeah definitely you get your adrenaline pumping and all of a sudden you're like yeah yeah. belting it out going for it do you, do you ever get nervous when you're on stage? I'd say when we first started, when, I, when I'm in a band, I don't get nervous because I'm like, the, all these other guys going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But when I've ever got to do it on my own, on acoustic, or if it's just two of us or something, I will get nervous because it's like, oh, right, that's okay. Are you nervous for next Thursday? No, not at all. I think it's more uh, where we meant, we're meant to be, really. Well, it's good to hear. So it's, yeah. it's all it's all great, like playing pubs and stuff, but it's not something you want to do forever. No. It's just good for now, mm. and I don't care about the money really. I don't mind if we play like rough trade for free, but we play to about I don't know one hundred people or something. I just want to get the music out there, and money's not really a factor. I just want to make something that people care about. Well, I mean, like, we've perfectly on to my next question. What would be your dream for the band? Obviously, you just said it's not about the money. Would it be a case of, like, if you were able to be in a band for a living? Or is it just, like, a case if you make it for five years and then you drop off to face of the earth? Like, what would be your uh, your dream? 
obviously, I mean, the dream is stadiums selling out. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah. we'll ignore that for, for a minute. I'd say, I'd say it is that is sort of part of the dream. Mm. More so is about the records. Right, okay. I would say that I want to just make something that is as influential as the Stone Roses debut and mm. Oasis's first two albums and stuff. If you drop something that's just legendary, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Even if I came out the other end broke, as long as it speaks to people and changes lives, that's all I want to do. But Very obviously, nice, live shows it? are going to be mental. Yeah, yeah. oh, definitely, definitely. Um, we we have a few questions that we like to ask all our guests. Um, really does put you on the spot in some cases, but you know, some people are just dead certain about what they like. Uh, so the scenario is you're on a desert island and you can listen to one album for the rest of your life. Yeah. Which album are you taking? That's a difficult one. I think it's, it's got to be Stone Rose's debut. That's fair. Cliche, cliche, but <laughs> yeah. just absolutely timeless. Awesome. To be fair. Oh, the close one comes to Lars, uh, the live Lars, in session. Yeah, yeah. Live in session, 2006 yeah. and BBC. That was Very awesome. nice, man. Not many people have actually, well, have asked to actually gone first Stone Roses, which is surprising given our demographic. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it is one of the most influential albums of all time. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with music. I don't, did you ever manage to see him live? No, I wish I did. Uh, uh, it was, yeah, one of them. <laughs> Stone Roses was the reason why I even joined the band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on Ian Brown at the moment? He's gone a bit fucking off the rails, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm starting to get to the point where you separate the actual person yeah, yeah, from yeah. their music, like That's with Morrissey it. and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but, Morrissey um, and his name. Yeah. So I think, you know, the stuff he's released recently, mm. absolutely terrible. But what I reckon was, what he's done, is that he probably had like an entire album ready to go. Yeah. But with COVID and stuff, I reckon he's turned around and just said, all right, I'm doing this album again and making it all about lockdown and stuff. Which is yeah, annoying. Yeah. I mean, Ripples was a good album. It wasn't bad. It's not its best, but mm. I thought it was a pretty good album. To go from that, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's not a well, good step. It, it's been dropping out of festivals and stuff like that, hasn't it? I, I just feel like it, it may be coming towards town where he calls it a day. I'm not too sure, but I, I don't feel like... I feel like it's all still out of respect, to be honest, in the past year. And it, like you said, the people are just... Stone Roses are now becoming a separate entity to the man himself, much like the Smiths did. As we move towards the end of the interview, what's your favourite Oasis tune? Favourite Oasis tune? All time or right now? Uh, we'll go for birth, mate. We'll go all time first. All time is Slide Away because that's my all time favourite song anyway. Right, okay. At the minute, um, it's got to be Bring It On Down. Very nice, mate. Very nice. Very good tunes. I think for me... I mean, my favourite changes all the time, so it's not fair for me to ask other people, but I do tend to go back to Champagne Supernova. Just something about it that just yeah. lures me in every time. Great show. Um Definitely. We, we we spoke earlier about uh, you're off to Kasabian tonight. Um, I'm off tomorrow. I've seen a lot of good clips. Uh, I would like to talk about it just for a moment. What are your thoughts on uh, Tom Weaving and how do you think Serge is going to do? I feel bad for Tom because I've heard loads of stories about him how he's been screwed over and stuff. Right, okay. I'm not going to get into it because I, I think it sounds messy. Right, but, um, yeah. 
with Surge, I feel like he was always a front man stuck in a guitarist's body, wasn't he? Mm, he's always had the energy. I think he, I think it's going to be mint when we see him because I've seen clips of him just bouncing around and getting mental. Yeah, it looks It's mental, something yeah. Tom never really had. He had the chat, but he didn't really have mm. the swagger. Yeah. Well, We're still cool, but Surge mm. just has that level. The the one thing I was concerned about was maybe the vocals for songs like um, Fire and stuff like that. Maybe will Serge be able to pull it off? But at the end of the day, I think he wrote most of the songs, didn't he? So I can't imagine he'll have many, many problems. And to be fair, like you said, he's got the energy, hasn't he? Yeah. I think, uh, is it Rob Harvey, the guy from the music? You know, the singer of the music, if you've heard of yeah. him. He's the new guitarist, if you've seen. Right. So I think he's okay. doing backing vocals. So if he struggles with fire, I know mm. that he's got a very good range, the singer of the music. All uh, right. Uh, I didn't know that, actually. So that'd be cool. So yeah, he works struggle then. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and obviously that is going to be... take. What what venue are you seeing them in? Rock City. Rock so City, very good. nice. And then I'm in uh, Sheffield, the year two, I believe. Um, and there is one point I would like to just talk about briefly, just before we end. Um, obviously, it's in a big venue; it's in like club setting. I don't know if you've seen about all the uh, the stuff about spiking recently. Um, yeah. Girls getting injected. I just a uh, quick message from us: if you do see it, uh, say something about it. If you see someone trying to inject someone, just go and knock them out or go tell a bouncer. Don't take it into your own hands. But yeah, I just think it's absolutely sick. And to be honest. Um, it, yeah, I don't know if we've got anything to add, but it's just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely that's terrible. I don't want to get uh, into that too much, but yeah, don't do it. If don't you see do it, it yeah. do something about it. Yeah, just don't, uh, don't let it slide. Yeah, just uh, if you're at a gig and you see something happening, just make sure you're taking care of each other. Well, been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. Yeah, what cheers. can we expect from Marseille coming up? Uh, for the rest of the year, hopefully we'll have another single out for you. I'm going to start working on a new EP, so that's going to be great, hopefully. Very nice, um, very nice. Expect, <clears throat> hopefully, more gigs as well. Bigger brilliant. venues. Brilliant, brilliant. Obviously, we've got Sherlock's next Thursday. Have you got any shows lined up? Yeah, after Sherlock's, we're supporting Rats at Sydney, Matilda and Sheffield. So right. that'll be good. If you, what day is that? Sorry. 18th of November. Very nice, mate. So 18th of November, if you're in Sheffield, go check it out. Uh, Will, from Marseille, it's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find you on socials? Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. It's all Marseille band and we'll come up. Cheers Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. Thank you, Will, for coming on. This is State of Mind by Marseille.
Stronger than I used to be. 